0: Welcome to the Weird West. Welcome to Deadlands. Deadlands takes place around the year 1877, and the Civil War still rages on. Oh, there may have been a ceasefire declared by both sides, but conflict still breaks out. Why the ceasefire? Reports say that it all stems back from the Battle of Gettysburg, but we may never know for sure. On July 3rd, 1863, people whisper that something happened, though the effects wouldn't be known until the next day. When General Lee pulled his forces out of the north after the Battle of Gettysburg, General George Meade was unable to pursue because he fell under attack. Reports say that the dead rose and began to attack the Army of the Potomac, and Meade had all he could do just to repel this new attack. Since then, there have been unreliable reports of the dead rising again, but no evidence has been found. All we do know is that outside of a few offensives here and there, the Civil War has been somewhat of a stalemate since Presidents Ulysses S. Grant and Jefferson Davis seemed content to hold their positions. Out west, that's another matter. In 1868, there was an earthquake the likes of which had never been seen before. The western half of California then fell off and sank into the sea, leaving a maze of cliffs and waterways. The Great Maze, as it's called now, was where ghost rock was first discovered. Called that, because of the eerie wailing sound it makes when it burns, ghost rock burns ten times hotter and longer than coal. And with it, newfangled scientists, mad scientists some call, have managed to create gadgets such as steam wagons, gatling pistols, jetpacks, and other things. Of course, the stuff doesn't always work the way it's supposed to, but that doesn't stop them from inventing more. With its usefulness, Ghost Rock is now worth more than gold, pound for pound, and there have been mad rushes of miners all over the West looking for new sources to strike it rich, along with your silver and gold miners as well. So, who can you expect to meet out in the West? Your usual folk. Cattle drivers, gamblers, ex-soldiers trying to avoid the war. But remember that something we talked about above? Well, since then, preachers seem to be able to invoke honest-to-god miracles. Indian shamans can beseech their spirits for gifts. Mad science works even when most educated folks say it shouldn't. And hucksters? Well, hucksters are reported to dabble in the black arts, consorting with the unholy to gain magical powers. They ain't looked too kindly on, and those that know better try not to reveal themselves to the public, lest they be hanged or burned as a witch. Is there any truth to these reports? The folks that write for the Tombstone Epitaph would have you believe there is, but the high ups in the United and Confederate States of America would have you believe otherwise. Texas Rangers are law of the land in the South, and they get dispatched to deal with any strange reports. The North is more secretive about their authority. But it is said that what used to be the Pinkerton detective agency now fields agents with the full weight of union law to do their own investigation. And after the rangers or agents have been through a town, everyone that spoke of strange happenings is usually tight-lipped. So they must have been spoken to about telling tall tales to incite fear among the public, right? So how do you play Deadlands? Deadlands is a skill-based system, that is to say there aren't any classes to speak of, your traits or attributes. Aptitudes, or skills, and any edges and hindrances determine who you are and what you can do. To start, there's five corporeal and five mental traits to Deadland's character. Your corporeal traits are things like deafness, nimbleness, strength, vigor, and quickness. Your mental traits are cognition, knowledge, main, smarts, and spirit. When you create a character, you draw 12 cards from a standard poker deck, Joker's left in and discard the lowest two, except for deuces, you gotta keep those. The card suit and value determine the details of your traits. Clubs are a single die, diamonds are two, hearts are three, and spades are four. Deuces count as a d4, three to eights are a d6, nine, ten, and jack are a d8, queen, kings are a d10, aces and jokers are d12s. You then get a number of points to spend on aptitudes based on certain trait levels. Then you get to buy hindrances, things like lame, which slow you down, big britches, which make it hard for you to turn down a challenge, etc. Hindrances give you points that you can then use to buy more aptitudes or edges. Edges are things like eagle eyes, let you see better. Purdy is self-explanatory. Or arcane backgrounds, which you need if you want to play a huckster, shaman, blessed, or mad scientist. Your traits determine the size of the die you roll. Your aptitude determines how many dice you roll. Once you know what to roll, you're looking for the single highest die among your dice. That is your result. If you roll the max value for any given die, that's called an ace. You get to roll that again and add it to your result. When it comes time to initiative, you roll your quickness and get a number of poker cards determined by your roll dealt to you from the action deck. The marshal will then call down from aces down to deuces. You get to act when your cards are called. In the case of ties, the suit will help determine who goes first. Damage is a little different from normal dice rolls. Instead of looking for the single highest die, you're going to total up all damage that comes from weapons. In the case of a melee weapon, they'll often have dice value that you add to your strength. So you're going to roll the damage from the weapon and total it up, and then roll your strength just like you would a normal trait test, keeping the highest die, and add those together. When it comes time to take damage, you divide the total amount of damage by your size, typically 6, and round down. This is the number of wounds you take. Each wound also inflicts a d6 worth of wind. Wind is like your stun capacity. If an attack doesn't do enough damage to inflict a wound, you still take a d6 wind. You have 6 hit locations, head, guts, 2 arms and 2 legs. Each location can take 5 wounds maximum. If a limb takes five wounds, it is maimed or destroyed, you just earned a lamed or one armed bandit hindrance. If you suffer five wounds to the head or guts, you just became worm food. Maybe. Sometimes you don't stay dead, but that's for another time. Magic exists in deadlands? If you are a huckster, you deal with the manitou or evil spirits, trying to defeat them in a test of wills so as to force them to perform a magical effect or spell that you wish. You start by rolling your hex slinging aptitude you get to draw a number of poker cards determined by your roll from a separate deck that you keep as a huckster with those you try to form the best poker hand that you can with the best five cards that you have certain spells will have minimum hands like two pair or three of a kind if you don't draw well enough your spell doesn't work if you draw a black joker The Manitou gains control and you suffer a little backlash. You can still succeed with your Hex and suffer backlash. Blessed Shamans and Mad Scientists also have their own forms of magic that they use and they work a little bit differently. Blessed Roll Faith when they try to call on their miracles. Shamans have to perform deeds to earn favors from their spirits that they can then use. Mad Scientists, they pretty much draw up plans whether they should work or not. And if they roll well enough, uh, the magic and the manitou make them work. Uh, That's about it for now. Use what you've learned to stay safe out there in the Weird West. Oh, there's another thing. Fate. Yes, Fate. Deadlands is played with a Fate pot. Poker chips. 50 white, 25 red, and 10 blue. Players get to draw three chips from the pot at the start of the game. White chips can be used to roll an extra die, as if your aptitude was one point higher. You can spend any number of white chips on a roll, one at a time if you wish, until you get the result you want. Red chips can be used to roll a die and add it to your total, as if your highest die exploded. But if you use a red chip this way, the marshal also gets to draw a chip for his NPCs. Blue chips work the same way, except the marshal doesn't get a chip for these. You can also use fate chips to negate damage. A white chip negates one wound. Red chips negate two wounds. Blue chips negate three wounds. They can also be used to heal wind on the spot. At any time, you don't have to use them as you're taking wind. The white chips will heal five wind. Red chips will heal 10 wind. Blue chips will heal 15 wind. For posses that have managed to defeat some major horrors along the way, Legend chips can be added to the pot. Legend chips can be used to negate 5 wounds. they can be used as a white, red, or blue chip if you wish, or they can be used to completely re-roll any roll that you've made. Whether that's a trait roll, a damage roll, a result on the backlash table, anything. So use them wisely.